Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The King of DC Media. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, my guest is Diane Franklin, who in a 40-plus year Hollywood career has played in such iconic 80s movies as The Last American Version, Better Off Dead with John Cusack and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with Kane Reeves. She has written a book available on Amazon.com entitled Diane Franklin, The Excellent Adventures of the Last American French Exchange Babe of the 80s. You can find out more about her at www.dianefranklin.com. That's www.dianefranklin.com. I see that she is on the line, so let me bring her on in. Good evening. Hello. Hey, is this um, Mr. Powell? Yes, yes, the king of uh, DC media himself. How are you this evening? Love it. Love. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on. So, what? Um, right. What is your favorite film? Do you have you seen any of these '80s movies? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many of them, and I want to I want to touch on them. So, um, first of all, let's talk about how has show business changed since the eighties. Oh, good question. Okay, it has changed a lot. Um, in fact, um, actually, what I found most interesting about uh, show business, in, in from an actor standpoint, is that um, it, there's a lot more improv. Uh, that's happening now that that used to not be so much, um, and that might have to do with the fact that obviously there's you know internet and so audiences can sense if something's real or not real. And back in the 80s, you know there was obviously always a script, and you know I mean there's scripts today, but I think that um, the way we hear dialogue a lot more, there's a lot you know it goes a lot quicker. And so um, yeah. um, producers are looking for people to be able to respond off, um, you know, give each other, you know, reactions and responses in the moment, um, as opposed to taking these long pauses. Although, obviously, like, there are shows that really um, use that, which is, you know, like suspense or horror, or, you know, of films that, you know, you want those long, dragged-out pauses and those moments of suspense. But um, I would have to say there's a lot more improv going on for actors. Oh, so they, they pick up cues a lot quicker. It is a lot snappier now. I mean, even, you know, you see a show, for instance, like The Office, and people are practically, you know, talking on top of each other. And, uh, I mean, the style has changed, and, and it feels different. And I think when you're an actor, you have to be able to prepare yourself to be able to memorize dialogue and, and understand, you know, like you break down your script. Um, and back in the 80s, like, I would take a script and I'd break it down and, like, I, you know, I'd look at the story and I'd figure out where I am in the story. But then today, you, you know, being able to improv your character, I think, is essential. And if you have those tools, then, you know, you have a better chance of getting work. Yeah, because I know that on The Office, it's interesting you brought that up. I know B.J. Skinner is one of their, their writers, and the, he talks about how they, they cast a lot of people who are, uh, they came out of a lot of improv uh, Interesting. schools, and they're really good at, like, yeah. improving and also writing. Yes, 
because when we, a lot of people don't know, like improv, comedy improv, like they think sometimes that that's like joke telling, but improv means that you can be given a subject and you can just go off and you can become the character and you can speak as the character and you can have body and voice like the character. And one of the things that I find interesting for me is, I mean, I, I studied like at first when I was acting in the eighties, um, I didn't have a lot of training, but I observed actors that I really respected. And I really said to myself, why are they realistic to me? What is it that they're doing that makes me believe them? And that's where my first training came from, actually just trusting my gut and saying what is real and what is. And by, and then by starting that, then when later on when I, I decided to do more training because I realized that the roles I'd be doing as an adult would be more challenging. And so you've got to be prepared. You know, when you're younger, you're going to play characters close to yourself. But as you get older, <laughs> you're going to play characters that – you know, have issues, problems, you know, you're, you've got like, you know, they could be, you know, alcoholics or they've dropped, you know, like they're, they're blind or they've gotten some kind of like, you know, uh, disease or they've got some, there's something going on with them that they have to like overcome. And so when you get training, you're kind of learning how to play characters that are maybe very far from who you are. Um, so, but I, but I was like, did a lot of training. And then what I realized, um, my daughter, she was very into comedy. Her name is Olivia De Laurentiis, and she is a filmmaker, um, young filmmaker. And she started with improv herself. And so I really got into it and uh, started to understand, you know, how valuable it is. And certainly for her generation, like, you know, she's coming, she's now 20. Um, we have a lot of people who do improv. I mean, this used to be just Saturday Night Live, and now it's like everywhere. You know, it's, in, it's, it's, it can be in drama as well. You know, we see in even, you know, documentaries, people are doing improv to a certain extent. So um, even though you may not see it or even reality shows, the, the improv is being used. You've got a subject matter and you just kind of stick to it. So it's all over. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, you know, I saw, saw an article at uh, projectcasting.com. They said that social media followers seem to be more important to actors' careers than acting talent. What do you think about that? That is so interesting as well. Look at that. Social media. Okay, so here's, here's the deal. You are someone who wants to become an actor. The first thing you have to do is ground yourself on, on what you can play and what you can play not just physically but emotionally, okay, because, you know, you're going to play things that you understand when you're starting off, like just the first things that you can connect to. Um, you know, maybe you're somebody who, you know, knows what love is. Maybe somebody knows what anger is. Maybe someone knows what pain is. And you're going to play those characters because they're close to you. And then, but on the other hand, obviously, there's being business savvy and trying to get yourself out there. So you can be an incredibly talented person. But if nobody knows it, then how are you going to get work? Um, yeah. There's two ways, obviously, to go. I mean, one is like how the media, you know, I mean, People are trying to get discovered on YouTube and they're trying to get discovered with, you know, you know, um, creating their own shows. And I have to say that's, you know, we're empowered today because, you know, young people are, or even older people, if, if you have the desire to work as an actor, you can create your own reel. You create your own show. You can get people to watch you. But the, the key is that you want to ask yourself, what is in the end is it that I want? I mean, if you want to be famous, well, there's a lot of ways to be famous, and you don't even, you know, you could do something outrageous, and then you're going to get acknowledged. Um, then you're just acknowledged for that one thing. So 
kind of the idea is that if you want to be working for a long term, you want to get yourself stable first so you can handle the whatever media things happen. What I mean by that is when you, if you get the media out too early, um, people will hear about you and then they're bored and they'll move on, right? So it's almost better to, I mean, I know like you, that's one thing at least in the 80s, what you did was you tried to work, but you tried not to tell anybody like too much about yourself because you didn't want people to get bored. You know, you wanted people to be always interested and so you held back information and you kind of sort of laid back and you kept working, but you didn't give too much. You didn't give away the gold. You know, saying you kind right. of pulled back a little. But then at the time when I was acting, the media wasn't so strong. And now I find that, you know, whether you're, if you're working for a studio, they really are pushing you to, to bond with your audience, bond with, you know, get more viewers, you know, because, frankly, everybody's competing for the same viewers, whether it's you're competing infomercials competing with, uh, you know, a sitcom is competing with horror. It's like every you're competing for the viewer because we don't just don't have that much time to watch things. So you're going, oh, if I can just hook them into watching one episode of this show, maybe they'll hook, be hooked into watch the whole series. Maybe they'll buy it. Maybe they'll watch the commercials. So it is different, but but there's a way to do it. Someone could be your publicist or your media. So you could hire. You can even maybe get a college student to go. Oh, hey. You know, I will pay you, and if you can get on social media and push it while I go on auditions and go and do acting, you can even do that 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 way as well. You know, there's. I just have. To, I just think you have to. Most important thing is figure out what do you want, and if you want to work, right. that's one thing. If you want to be famous, that's another thing. If you want to be really great at a great actor, then that's something else. You know, and you, I mean, it's not to say that you can't combine it, but you can't do it all at once. You gotta like say to yourself. This is what I'm going to do now, and I'm going to focus on it. And then you go to the next level. So there's, yeah, I, I, agree I think it's that. really smart you're bringing up the media because it definitely has changed how actors have to go forward. Even, and I have, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much, but I really have to say. It's okay. Keep talking. <laughs> oh, thank you. I have so much to say about it. Um, just, and it's a great yeah. question. I'm so glad you're coming from the acting point of view because I rarely get to talk about the acting aspect of, you know, being a performer in a way, you know, people want to know about the movies and talk about the old days. But to me, like, because I, you know, as an actress, I have definite opinions about how to go about a career. And the other thing is actors need to be prepared of how to do interviews. Um, And that, you know, it's so like, I mean, I have a student of mine, I, I, I teach acting and I coach people and, I had a student of mine come to me and she was telling me how she had to interview for somebody and they brought up some uncomfortable subjects. And, you know, as an actor, you kind of have to understand that people who interview aren't trying to be intrusive as much as they're, they want, they actually are trying to get you to talk about things that maybe they are questioning or maybe the audience might be wondering about. So you kind of have to say to yourself, think about it, you know, and, and don't, get offended if people ask things because they're, it's not about you. Do you understand? It's, now I think to a certain extent actors have to sort of be prepared to answer things, I guess, I don't know, just sort of understand themselves and what, you know, how they feel about something before they even talk about it, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. But it is part of me, for sure, you know. Yeah, so since we're on that, that subject, I know that you do films for your daughter. So, so talk yeah. about that. I mean, uh, first of all, how is it to be directed by your daughter? 
Oh, thank thing you is, for asking. I mean, tell me about the films oh themselves. Oh, <laughs> all right. So I love this. Okay, this is like my favorite subject, certainly because of the mom. So, um, and I am just such a lucky mother to have, I mean, both of my children are, I have two kids and my son is named Nicholas and he is mu- he does music, he's a musician, um, but he is 17. And my daughter is a filmmaker and uh, Olivia, and the thing that I find so wonderful is maybe it's because I'm an actress, but I don't know. Like I just, I embraced what my kids wanted to do, and I listened to them. And when I, when they were little, I said to myself, you know, I mean, every kid wants to be an actor. If your parents an actor, the first thing you're like, oh, I want to be an actor. At least in middle school, suddenly it occurs to you, even if they're not your child. In middle school, it's like, oh, I want to be an actor because they don't understand what it, what actually the life is like or whatever. But they see it on TV and they go, oh, I want to do that, right? So with my daughter, like I knew, and and my son, like I thought, you know, they need to know what this is about because you know that was my dream, but it's not necessarily their dream. So when my kids were little, uh, my daughter, uh, she she had a photographic memory. And so we were like, oh, my gosh, this, you know, we just, it was one of those things. We're like, okay, this is something you've got. So he, we said, well, you, you, when you have, like, when she had, like, she was really smart, we said, okay, would you like to try acting? Because it's, it's something that, you know, if you have a memory, like, this is a good because you can memorize your lines. And so she's like, I would love to do that. So she was maybe five years old, and she started acting, and um, she like could memorize dialogue on the spot and and obviously that's nice. much easier for the kid because you know you don't want I mean you want I mean each kid is like different and you don't know if that works for them but anyway she was doing a lot of um she did some acting and she really liked it but she understood she saw what the life was like you know you're in the car a lot you you know you may you know if you have after school activities you can't go or you have to miss them or you know it, it's it's not what it's not because whatever you do you always want to do but um, along those lines, she started seeing filmmaking, and um, I was teaching acting also at the time, and so she started learning about character work and, you know, just, like, doing that. And at the same time, her brother was coming along for auditions, and he has bright red hair. So they would be like, get him in the audition. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to go in. I want to be Batman. And I'm like, I don't think he's going to go in, but whatever. So um, so they both did a little acting, but from that, he figured out he wanted to get into music. And from that, she figured out she loved acting, but she also wanted to do the stories and the filmmaking. So at five years old, she started. I mean, like her interest was there. And then when around like 12 years old, she wrote a, or 10, 11, 12, she wrote, she started writing um, and she wrote this film called The Adventures of Last. And she did that, and it was, it won, uh, a, we submitted it to a film festival, and it won, it was a short film, it's like 15 minutes. But even then, for a 12-year-old to make a 15-minute movie, it was pretty good. And she wrote the nice. whole thing all by herself, and right? And she directed, she directed me, of course, um, which was hilarious, being directed by a 12-year-old. Um, and uh, I will tell you about that. <laughs> and so, it was great. It was hilarious. It, and um, But she always, we were always saying, you know, comedy is awesome. And she, she was doing comedy and she, so she won this award at this film festival. And so I think what happened is certainly at an early age, she was, she understood, like, we never told her what to write, but we always let her read it. And then maybe like she would write it and we'd read it. And then we'd ask if there's something I would ask a question like, 
I don't understand this or what, you know, what's happening here, like, you know, what, you know, I, so to clarify, you know, and I think that when you work with kids, you always want to ask them questions. You don't want to tell them what to do, but you want to say, you know, who, you know, what is this about? Where does it take place? You know, and they can right, fill in, right. they have amazing ideas. So anyway, she started with that and, um, she just kept writing and writing and, uh, and, and filming and producing. And we just like, I just was like, I would drive her, you know, we just drive places. And um, it was a wonderful bonding experience that my son was in some of the movies. And so she was doing it. And at a certain point, like she, she was acting and she even acted with Julie Andrews and she did some television and she did some commercials and she did like the voiceover for Lilo. And she had a lot of experience. But at a certain point when she got into her teens, it was like, you know, you shouldn't really be focusing on acting as much as you'd be focusing on what you want to do. Because to me, the teen years are when you have the time to focus on what you want to do, but you all, and you're not in a relationship necessarily, which takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and you you don't have a job. So, like, you do have homework. But I think that is, to me, the golden years of being able to prepare for what you want to do and also figure out if you really want to do it, you know? So during that time, exactly. was, you know, do you know what I'm saying? So it's like during that time, you want to focus on uh, what you what you love. And I really recommend that to any, you know, parent or kids that, you know, you expose your kids to a lot of things in elementary school, a lot of different uh, subject matter, but then by the time you get into you know, middle school and then high school, they, they're going to start to narrow down, what do I really want to spend time doing? And let them try. Um, I've had people come to me with their kids, and they say they want to be actors, and the kids say, my, my mom doesn't want me to be an actor, or my dad doesn't want me, but I'm going to be an actor. And I sit there going, oof, if those parents only let their kids be an actor, they would understand what the life is. It's almost like they want right. to become an actor to despite their parents. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it's like almost like, you know, if you say to your kid, do not be a lawyer, you will not be a lawyer. I mean, just I'm sorry, you're going to be a lawyer. You know? It's like allow that child to understand what that is, and then they'll see if that's something that they are willing to spend their time doing, you know. Um, so anyway, so she started doing films. Now, as far as being directed by her, okay, so the funny part was that the only thing I really tried to show her when – you know, as, a, as an actress, mom was you, the director is the center of the feeling of the film. So, for instance, if you're directing horror, you need to set the tone. The director has to be very calm and take care of the actors. And, you know, you don't make a jokey set. You keep a very, like, you know, uh, like sort of a low-toned energy set, you know. But if you do comedy, you keep it light and upbeat and fun. So the director sets the tone. And for me, with her, it was always like, you know, make sure you take care of the people around you, not just the actors, but your crew. Be considerate about, like, people around you. So she, um, just as far as my two cents, that was, like, what I gave her. And then with me uh, as a as a director, which I think was hilarious, is like we do a scene and she'd be, she's very, you know, I'm close to mom and she's like, okay, mom, let's try this again. But this time, like, like, let's, you know, try to pick up the speed or like, try, <laughs> like <you> know, <laughs> pick like, up the energy. Try, like, can you just like get the line right? You know, it's like, oh, so funny. So, so funny. And make you do a lot of takes. Just, oh my gosh. Just like, I like to tell you is one of the best memories of my entire life. Just being like, you know, because she was, she, I, it was so um, 
precious at the same time, but also very honest, you know, like really honest. So, um, yeah. and I, so, and whenever she needed somebody, um, you know, she'd, okay, so she'd need a, you know, a mom or she'd need a grandmother, of course. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> um, she did this um, little short called Agoraphobia, and it's sort of making fun of the town that, um, or it's a parody of the town we live next to, um, Agora Hills in California. And, um, uh-huh. Agoraphobia, making fun of like not wanting to leave the town, <laughs> and so she asked me to be in this film, and it's, you could see it on YouTube. Um, but you have to put in um, if you put in a g o u r a p h o b i a, and she did it like when she was fourteen or fifteen. Uh-huh. Um, and when I played the role, I was um, I was I just came back from a trip. And I was exhausted. And I was just, I was, she was like, Mom, I need you to shoot this scene. We're doing it. And it was late at night. I just came off from the airport. And I'm like, okay, let's just do this scene. And what does she do? But she has the lighting from down at the ground. So I look full, you know, it's like the ground is like coming mm. up. And I'm like, okay, let's just do this scene. And so we had to do it like, and sort of really, I had to do this scene sort of in an ominous way. And so it was just so funny that you know, we had to shoot the scene so quickly and I was just coming back from like, okay, fine, I'll do this, you know. Um, but if you see it, you'll know, oh, like I was really tired just coming from the airport and uh, my daughter gave me the old horror lighting, uh, horror film lighting. So um, that was really funny. Uh, so nice. I love being directed nice. by her. And she, she's actually now um, at UCLA and she is one of 15 kids that was chosen for their film department in, for the first year, which is amazing. Um, and now what she's doing is she is also writing for a show called After Dark with Julian Clark, J-U-L-I-A-N Clark, C-L-A-R-K, and that is a late-night talk show, and she does, she writes bits for them and these skits, and she's on, she's in them as well. So if you look up After Dark with Julian, Julian Clark and you look up Olivia De Laurentiis, you will find skits she's in, and she's been writing it in them. Um, and so she's doing that now while she's at UCLA, like on the side. Um, but what's nice about that is that um, because she's still in school, she doesn't, you know, it's sort of like she's not on a show yet uh, because she's still doing her thing. But it's, but what's great is that she's working with adults. Like they have her come, like they're, I don't know, you know, in their 30s or something, and they're having her write on the show, which is an incredible compliment. So she feels very nice. fortunate. So. That's great. Nice. So, okay, um, but if Diane, you are interested Diane. in Olivia, go to go to Olivia <laughs> D E L A U R E N T I S dot com, and you can see her other films. She's even has a feature film there, and she's got films. She was at the L A Film Festival, Soho Film Festival. So you will hear of her, and then you know her mom told you about her. So there you go. <laughs> well, I might I might have to have Olivia on the show. I definitely would like to have her on the oh. show. You know, my fans are going to kill me if we don't get to the movies and things, but I'm so interested in, uh, yeah. So what we want to do, we have a guy on the line here. Uh, He may have to have a question for you. Uh, He's uh, number 716. So 716, I see you on the switchboard. I'm going to bring you in. Um, Kindly introduce yourself and um, ask a question, okay? I'm going to bring you right in right now. Great. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? This seven one six. You talking about me, Rick? Yeah, Rick. I figured that was you, man. <laughs> yeah, how you doing? <laughs> Gee, how you doing there? Uh, you know, you. Uh, your Hi, movie, Rick. I, 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 how you doing? 
I just want to talk about The Last American Virgin. That was a coming of age nice. movie for me. And I, I, you know, my first, it was my first uh, time driving, first time going to a uh, drive-in theater where I saw that. Whoa. And I loved <laughs> And I, unfortunately, so it was a bunch of guys going. <laughs> yeah, you saw and, you know, it at drive-in. You saw the drive-in. How, what was the response at the end of the drive-in? Did they go crazy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. And, you know, I love that character, Rick, until the end of the movie. You know, did you wrong? Yeah, because yeah, like I said, hey, Rick, he's cool, and he got all the bays and all that. Yeah. But then when he did you wrong at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, man, I hate my name now. All right, you poor guy. I was just going to say, you have to name your Rick, right? As, well, as long as you're not right. Ricky from Better Off Dead, it worked out, right? But you're Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Hard, awesome. hard, hard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an expi- yeah, I'm an expiring is the right word expire aspiring actor myself. Aspiring actor, yeah, nice. he's been on the show before. Good, yeah, don't give I, up. Yeah, I'm just starting out, but so far from what I'm hearing from a lot of people, I'm making a lot a lot of strides just for somebody just starting out. So, and I but appreciate you all to, the uh, get out there. Yeah, you got to get out there. And here's the thing, like, you know, get yourself. Do everything, like even if there's, you know, like if you can do stuff even for free, what you need to do is just go and do it because people need to know what you can do. They have to see you act so they can then say, oh, he'd be good in this. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to do. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I mean, I mean, I just tell everybody right now, it's not about the money. It's about getting out there right? and let people know I'm here. Longer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly you can do it on the internet. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You could do it. Or you could do it in a theater. You could do a place. You got to do it. You got to get it out there. I mean, it used to be, seriously, like, if you didn't, if, before the internet, I, nobody could, would know unless they came to a theater to see it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, trust me. I'm trying to be very animated on Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram. I'm trying to lay, you know, I'm hitting that bell and everybody, because I used to be, I, I was also uh, ex-Navy. And one of our biggest uh, saying in Navy is the greasy wheel, I mean, the squeaky wheel get the grease. So I'm trying to squeak everywhere. So eventually somebody's going to say, you know what, I want him because he's, he's got a lot of energy. You know, he's got a lot of energy. Maybe he can do this. He may not look you what I want right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. You have a good energy. You have great energy. Mm-hmm. That's what I keep hearing, and I'm trying to use it before it burns out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, right. it's, 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 it's an honor it's a it's a it's an honor to talk to you. I done told everybody on Facebook Aww. I'm I, I feel like I'm meeting royalty now. So see, one of my wow. favorite movies. Nice. One of my favorite. That is so sweet. I'm One of my favorite movies of all time. I'm getting ready, and I get a chance to talk to the star of that movie. Can't believe it. <laughs> Rick, what is what's your last name? So I know. What is it? Uh, Branch. 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 Uh-huh. Okay, good. I'm gonna, I'm going to remember that if I ever, yeah. Cool. All right. I hope so. Yeah. You, you like royalty. I'm telling you. And like I said, right. because of what he did at the end of that movie, I hated my name. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so Excellent. Hard, yeah. Excellent, Rick. Man, thanks for calling in, brother. Yep, yep. Bye, Rick. Bye. Okay. Bye. See you later. Bye. Okay, now. Okay. 
Yes, and uh, Rick is one of my buddies. He's been on the show before. In fact, I'm I'm in the business myself. I've got a uh, when I get off the phone with you, I've got a uh, video uh, print shoot tomorrow up in the city of Baltimore. So, nice. Uh, yeah, we stay we stay busy in this area. Oh, you know what? You're it's good you're there too. There's so many um, auditions. I mean, I just think it's it's like get out there and do everything you can and. Yeah. Eventually, people, something will happen where someone says, oh, look, I've seen them in this, let's bring them in this. The key is, and this is just like improv, the first rule of improv, yes, and. Go and get yeah, yourself yes, out and. there, right? Yes, and. That's the first rule of improv. Make it happen. So, um, that, that's funny. And on, and on top of it, listen to this. I mean, I will. here's how this worked out. I, um, I'm actually doing a film right now, and it's called Waking Nightmare. And... How I got it was, um, you know, I've been doing interviews, and I told, uh, on one of my interviews, I said, you know, I'd love to do some horror uh, horror or um, sci-fi. I would love to do some. And so um, there was a, a director, a couple of directors, director writers, who heard me say that on the show, and then they were like, oh, my gosh, you know, we have this show, and they contacted my agent, and they gave him a script, and then I, I loved the script, and they had a real show, you know, film going, and so now I'm filming it. I've got, like, maybe a couple of days left. So you've got to get that word out because you never know who might be listening, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's so much to talk about. Let's delve into it. We've got to get, hit your movies before I get you off the phone, and we've got to talk about your book. Good. But let's right. jump a little bit into um, – what was it? I lost my train of thought. Bill and Ted or – there's so much. No, 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 not yet, not yet. We'll save the best for last. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll do, I'll give you one more acting question, then we'll jump into your movies. Um, you Great. deal with young actors, so what do you tell them about, because I think a lot of us actors are like, we're like professional auditioners, so what do you mm-hmm. think, how do you t- tell your young folks that you teach about uh, rejection, how to deal with rejection in the business? Oh, this is great. I have great advice for this. Okay. Yeah. Here is the deal. Never think of your auditions as auditions. Think of them as you already got the job, and now you're going to do the role. So you, how would you do it if you got the part? You're going to memorize it. You're going to commit 100%. You're going to take your time and be in the moment. You're going to listen and be in the moment. So the thing is, before every audition, you have to say to yourself, this is for me. And my goal for this audition is I'm, I'm, I've got the job. Now, how do I want to do it? Maybe you want to say, maybe I'm going to do this the most um, outgoing. Or maybe you're going to say, like, I want to do this the most natural, most real. Or maybe I'm going to do this the calmest. Or maybe I'm going to do this, like, you have to figure out what your personal goal is. Maybe you're always nervous and you're going to go, you know what? This audition, this thing, when I do this job, I'm going to be the calmest I've ever been. Never going to. You have your own goal. But the effort you put into that audition should be the effort you would do to doing the job. Now, here's yeah. the deal. When you go on that audition with that attitude, you at least make the attempt to go in and you've worked on it hard enough that you actually had gotten that part. Then it doesn't matter if you get it or not. Because you know you left there and you kicked butt. There's so many auditions that I would have gone on in my life that I went, you know what, I don't even care if I got it. I nailed that. I did a great job. And, and those people are going to be like, dang, we wish we had hired her. We, or, or darn it, we wish we could hire her. Because 
maybe she doesn't have the right color eyes. Maybe she's not tall enough. Maybe she's like, maybe somebody else like somebody. But I, she was amazing, and we're going to bring her back. And so if you're an actor, you've got to go in with that attitude and that energy that you own that role every time that will get you in the right head. And then it gets your acting skills up too, because you're used to getting to memorize things. Do you know what I'm saying? You're, you're getting yourself primed so that if you do get something, you're ready to go. I mean, what if somebody offered you a series tomorrow? Would you be able to handle it? And that has to do with being able to be, you have, your body is like a, you know, your body, acting is body and voice. Are you, that connected to yourself that you could make incremental changes in the scene. If somebody said, okay, move slightly to the right or, you know, maybe, you know, say it with a little bit less accent or maybe try to do it, you know, here, you've got to get your instrument tuned. So my advice to actors is approach your auditions with the head of, I already got the job. So if you see anybody competing, let's go, oh, that's fine, they're there, but they don't know, I already got this job, okay? And you I'm know, doing the Diane, part. Get it? I, I I had a I, I had an audition yep. today. It was so funny. Um, I to, I told myself uh, you, know, you got to remember to smile, and uh, it was like a cold read. So I'm like, right. you know, I told myself before I started speaking, I said, uh, I love the camera. I love the camera. I smiled. I must have practiced that first line. So you know, so I you know, so I'd have it off the page. I did it like right. 20 times in the in the car yep. on my iPhone the night before. I got in there. It was still wrong, <laughs> but I had the energy. I I understand. I understand. And you know what? That's why we, we just do it. That's why aren't you glad there's another audition? Because we keep practicing the process. You say to yourself, okay, maybe yeah. this time I got nervous, or maybe I need the first word of that sentence to remember the rest, or maybe I got to improv it into another way so that if I say it, at least it makes sense. Oh, exactly. This is where it's not a given. Um, I, I will say this here. Um, the idea of, of the, the key is when you got into the room, you suddenly got distracted with what other pe- the other people in the room, and you need to maintain your focus no matter who's in that room, whether they're, you know, on their cell phone, whether they're being nice, maybe they're in a bad mood. You have to maintain your own, this is for you, and your own focus. Don't give away, oh, I was going to say two things. Don't give away your power to the people in the room. Maintain your focus. Yeah. This is for, you know, I'm going to show them what I can do. And then the other thing is, is why do we try to give other people why should why should we give permission to like judge us like you get it or you don't like again show them the role that you think it should be and honestly and you and I'm sure everyone's heard this they want you to do well every person you audition yeah. for may be distracted they may be tired they've been casting all day maybe they have 200 people and they are bored out of their mind they're exhausted maybe they want their lunch they didn't get lunch you cannot get into the focus of the people in the room. You need to say to yourself, when you get into that room, remember your line, we're going to stay focused, stay focused on what you have to do, and then give it a shot, okay? So that's my There you go. Advice. And then if you want more, then what you do is you go to my, uh, I'm going to be doing a, um, I'm going to see if I can uh, do uh, Skype teaching at Most Excellent, um, most excellent Acting Studio. Uh, that's nice. com. That's going to be my. Uh, well, I've, I've kind of opened it, but I haven't done the Skype thing yet. But um, I'm creating a site, so maybe I can do Skype teaching. But there you go. There's nice. Two cents. There you go. <laughs> okay, so Diane, Diane. So now we're going to go back in time to I believe it was either New York City or Long Island. So you mm-hmm. got to tell me the story of how you decided to go into acting, 
instead of biochemistry, and then how you wound ah. up with uh, last American Virgin. Okay, so I wrote a book about my life. You, you advertise it, and if you want details on that, you go and get the book. You can get it on Amazon, and frankly, just go to Diane Franklin Book because the title's way too long, and you'll never remember it. Um, and um, the, uh, the other thing is, I'm actually coming out with another book this August, and this right. is pictorial. Yeah, I know, right? It's like you guys, you're like one of the few first two couple of people that is hearing about it. So if you know, if you're interested, uh, go, to Diane, uh, go to Diane Franklin 8, what is my Twitter? I, totally, I think it's Diane Franklin 80 on Twitter. And when, I, when it comes out in August, I'll tweet about it. Um, but basically, it's another book that, um, that I'm, it's a pictorial autobiography. So, and it's got some very cool thing about it. So I'll, I'll, you'll hear about that later. But, um, as far as my career in the 80s. Okay, so basically um, I was going to NYU and I um, was going for – I had an audition and um, for a film and I just said, you know what, I just can't go for this audition um, because I've got my biochemistry uh, test coming up. And the, the reason why I was majoring in biochemistry was – here's the thing, not because I didn't think I was going to be an actress, because I've been acting since I was 10 years old, and I really loved acting. But I'm just not a one-dimensional person. I have interests. Like, we, you know, everybody's got interests. And, and if you're an actor, exactly. you, you have to be a real person. You cannot feed on Twitter and, like, you know, Instagram. You have, you have to live life exactly. You exactly, must yeah. go through life. It, to me, it, life is like a, it's like this beautiful dance, and the actor is the only person who's brave enough to have the ups and the downs. Like some people just try to have ups, and they just try to stay up, 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 and they the thought of like not having a job terrifies them. Actors are like, yeah. I'm used to not having a job, right? Like whatever, it's freelance, you know. Any artist, you know, people of artists, they understand the ups and downs of. Life and they so they ride the wave. If something good happens, well, they know something bad will happen again. But then something good will happen. You up and down, and you have to enjoy. It's like surfing. You can't get tight. You have to relax and ride that that type of lifestyle. And if you can't, then do not be an actor because that is the dance, right? Um, and it's and and not to say you're happy all the time, but you don't you don't let that right. up and down say, oh, I'm a terrible person because I didn't get that, or, oh, I must be a failure, I must not know how to act. Please, there are so many people who are not talented, who have gotten work, and there are people who are extremely talented who don't get work, but it's not forever. And if you stay in the exactly. business long enough, things will hit. But what do you do while you things stay in the business long enough? You gain world knowledge. So as an example, if you're a waiter and you're act, trying, going on auditions, you're a waiter at night because you're trying to make money so you can be an actor during the day, that's exactly what you should be doing because you're making money so you don't have the anxiety of trying of when you go on auditions that you need it too badly. And then plus when you're learning about people, you're meeting people. And if you ever get hired as a waiter, you'll know exactly what that lifestyle is like and how to play that person. Um, so you want to use real-life experiences. Um, to me, like, oh, my gosh, I mean, you know, if you break up with somebody, you can use that real-life experience, not to say that you want to break up with people, but you don't have to – it doesn't just have to be a nightmare. You can go, okay, I've been through that. I know what it's like, and perhaps I can share my pain with somebody in a, in a script if I need to, if there's something that I have to bring it up. It, it, you can 
give it back to the world, full cycle. Three seconds, exactly. okay? Now, right? Diane, I have a question to ask you about the last American version. So now, looking at that movie, I, I'd seen it way back in the 80s, and I think I saw it again uh, seven, eight years ago. And one of the things that popped out to me, it looks like, now, Gary, it seemed like he was just suffering from the nice guy syndrome. Now, what, what's your take on the nice guy syndrome? Did you run into a lot of Garys in real life? Oh, that's a great question. You know, um, it was so funny. Like, I've heard people say many things about that character, Gary. Um, I saw him as a nice guy, but then again, I was Karen. Uh, other people were like, you know, he wasn't so nice because he purposely, he was a weirdo because or a creep because he put, you know, made that hole in your bicycle tire. So he set you up, you know. So um, it's kind of interesting how people see him. Um, but I think... As a personally, like I always liked, I always liked the nice guy. I mean, I I wasn't I wasn't personally attracted to Rick. If I had been in that situation, I would have picked Gary. But I can understand why she picked Rick in like this. I mean, like in like she was attracted to Rick. But that character is, um, I think the nice guys. You know, you know, if you're a nice guy, you just gotta make sure that. I, I honestly think, like, sometimes it has to do with age, you know? Like, if you're young yeah. and it's your first relationship, well, of course, you know, it's not going to be forever. You know, you're young and you're going to move on. It's 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 like, you know, but if, if it later on in life, maybe, okay, maybe, you know, that character might have stayed with, uh, with Gary because she would have been ready to, like, oh, get married or something like that. But when you're that young, it's like, uh-oh, like, where, where is it going to go? Um, I do think that um, I personally wouldn't have chosen Rick. And in fact, when we got the script, I was like, oh my gosh, well, we're going to change this, right? She's going to go with Gary. And every single person, even, even uh, Steve Anton read it and thought, no, 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 right. She's going to go, he's going to go with Gary. We're going to change this. But we found out that it was based on the director's true life story. So it was, it was based on reality. So that's, that was it. It was going to be the way the story is. And actually I think if it ended with, Karen going to Gary, my character going with Gary, um, at the end, I think uh, it would not be as popular as it was. I, I think we wouldn't be talking about it today. Yeah, Boaz Davidson definitely had a had a vision there. So we're getting down to about 15 minutes. Um, gosh, let's talk a little bit mm-hmm. about uh, uh, Monique Junot with the French accent. You're good at accents. You can do a British accent, French accent, and everything. So talk about how you oh, got that job. I love <laughs> accents. I love them. So I took exist in the movie, if you have not seen it. Better off dead is I play French girl, Monique Jeunet. And uh, it took like this with a French accent. Very nice. And, uh, um, you cannot do it. It's your middle I'm, name. <laughs> no, I like we. I love that film. Um it is not often that a teenager gets the opportunity, I mean, in this teen film, to do an accent. Uh, or there's a teen, I mean, a teen girl having an accent in a film. So I felt so fortunate to get that role. Um, and accents, uh, my parents were German and Austrian, and they would talk like this, that accent. But when I was growing up, I never heard the accent. They would talk like this, and uh, it was so common to me that I didn't hear it. But until later, then I went, oh, this is a German accent, right? So, 
of <laughs> so my ear, right? And you, as an ear, you hear it. Um, and so, ev- like, as again, as an actor. Now, here's the cool thing. As an actor, to look at yourself and say, what accent would be believable coming from me? Okay, what could I yeah. pull off, you know? And for me, it was like I, I did the Czechoslovakian accent. Like, I've done Russian, like, talk like this. Um, I've done um, the English accent, talking like this, because I, I look English. Um, I didn't even think I necessarily <laughs> looked English, but I could do it. Um, I could play Irish, but nobody, I don't know if anyone would cast me in something like Irish. Um, so, uh, yeah, you kind of look at yourself and you go, what can I play if you have dark hair or light hair? Uh, you know, you pick an accent and you work on it. Now, I'm doing an accent. I'm, the accents I'm doing now are very loose, but when you do it for a role, you make sure every single word is accurate because oh, now yeah. you're portraying someone who is real. Uh, right. So you want to make sure that it says, you don't want somebody from that country to go, ah, that's really not that person from that country. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a trick. Uh, like, for instance, in Better Off Dead, when I played Monique and I had that accent, if I talk, if I talk really French, it will, might be very, very hard to understand me because I'm like in the back of my throat. And so what happens when you do an accent in America, uh, as in an American film is they will sometimes say to you, we need you to back off the accent a little bit, maybe make it not so thick because we need to understand it. it Americans, you know, we need to understand the language for Americans. So, I mean, I once had to do a German accent. They took in German, you say, you say, um, there's your stuff sound. And like, that was way too hard to understand in this particular part I played. So I had to change it to a sound. that when you do an accent, you might say, oh my gosh, well, that's not real. But also remember who's listening and the medium you're doing it in. Is it a voiceover? Is it a commercial? Do you have only two seconds to establish the accent? Or do you have an, you know, a couple of hours where you're in a film that you have to establish an accent? That makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're down to about nine minutes. Um, to quickly get into some interesting stories from the set, uh, playing Princess Joanna and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, lovely. <laughs> that is lovely. <laughs> it was, um, very, very lovely. I loved, uh, I loved playing Princess Joanna. She was a lovely character. And I was really hoping that um, I would be able to be in more scenes with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter um, because they were just so <laughs> lovely to play with. And they're so much fun. Um, Alex uh, and Keanu are just such great guys. Uh, and I wish I'd been able to spend more time. Uh, we shot in Rome and we shot in Arizona. We did some scenes there, um, which wind up being reshot in, I think, the Pacific Palisades. Um, oh. But uh, that film was, yeah, the end of the film, originally we were going to the prom with Bill and Ted, but then they, they decided they didn't want us to go. Uh, but the cutest thing was at the prom, they gave the guys like a suit and then they cut off the pants so they would look like shorts at the prom, which was great. They had like they had like a tuxedo pants that were cropped at the knee, so they were like surfer baggies and they were they were adorable and they wore them with sneakers to the prom. Uh, so that's a fun still to get. Uh, sometimes when I go to conventions, I, I have a still of that and it's adorable. So nice, um, yeah. Nice. 
So, but Bill and Ted's, you know, they may be doing, and I'm I'm hard to pre- hard pressed to say this, but they may be doing a Bill and Ted's three, and I do not know if I will be in it, um, or Kimberly will be in it. Uh, Kill LaBen, uh, LaBelle, who is now uh, called Kimberly Keats, uh, but she and I. Uh, we have actually done a convention together, and we have a convention we're doing again um, in Louisiana, October, I think it's 7th and 8th in Louisiana, Louisiana Comic-Con. So if you want to come and see the Bill and Ted Princesses, come to Louisiana Comic-Con, and we will be there being totally excellent. And you can take pictures with two babes. (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) All right, very good. This is a question I throw out every now and then. What superhero would you play in a movie? Oh, that would be so much fun. Wow. What superhero would I play? Oh, gosh. Um, well, now, in the olden days, gosh, I would have said, like, I would have been, like, Catwoman or something, you know. <laughs> I don't know, like, something a little kind of, like, kind of sexy, kind of provocative, and, like, I like that. But now, gosh, well, maybe, gosh, um, I'm trying to think. Who, who, who would I play? I don't know. Maybe if there's a little bit, I don't know what characters, gosh, maybe, I I like villains. Mm. Who could I play? Okay. Who, who's a good villain? Is it Poison Ivy? I don't know. Like, I, or I like villains. It would be fun to play a villain or villainess, right? Who do you think yeah. I could play? What would you have me play? Oh, somebody maybe like somebody from like Storm from uh, X Men or somebody like that. Yes. Yeah. The Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, it could be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman would be great. Yep. And, and you know, again, there's so many. I would. I am a Wonder Woman sometimes. I do have to admit. I think of how did that happen? Um. Uh, yeah, I could play. I could, yeah. Wonder Woman is would be fun. That would be really fun. I get to fly, which would be really, really good. I mean, if I could have any power, gosh, yeah, flying would be really good. I'd save people. It would be, yeah. And I have a pure heart, so yeah, I would have to say maybe Wonder Woman would work for me. But you know, that's a good question for all you guys out there. So if you, if you, um, to, uh, I'm trying to find like you can go to. Facebook. I have I have a Facebook account under Diane Funk, and you'll see a black and white picture of me. And I used to have a second Facebook account, but Facebook took it off, so now it, my Facebook thing is full. But if you friend me on Facebook, if there's a space, I'll I'll get you in as soon as I can. Um, but you could, I would be interested to find out what other people think uh, would be a good character to play. But you can go to Diane Franklin eighty, or you could go to Di Diane to be with you. D I A N E to be with you, Y-O-U, on um, uh, Instagram. So Diane, T-O-B-E-W-I-T-H-Y-O-U. Yeah, so you can do that too. You can mm-hmm. connect with me. Nice. Okay, so we're winding down. Diane, this has been, like, awesome. I just, there's so many other questions I want to get to ask you, uh, but I'm just going to wrap up with these last two questions here. Um, oh, it's been an honor, by the way. In one word. Describe yourself in one word and then tell us what's next. Okay. Mm. Exciting. Exciting. That's the last <laughs> thing. It covers everything. I am exciting. Nice. I'm nice. excited. I, it, there's always, yeah, very, I'd have to say that would be my main word. Um, and next, 
look out for me. Uh, I just this film I'm doing. I think it's it's called Waking Nightmare, and uh, you can check on that either. I guess online. There's probably a website, or again, go on go to Twitter Diane Franklin eighty or Diane to be with you on Instagram, or um, you can oh. Follow me on Facebook, just my regular Diane Franklin, follow me, and I will uh, put information about Waking Nightmare. And it's such a good film, and I have such an amazing role. You guys are going to flip out when you see this film. It is crazy. It's about, I play a, a mom of this daughter, who, uh, and she's played by um, uh, Shelley Regner, who is in Pitch Perfect. She plays my daughter, and she has nightmares, uh, and she commits, she, I mean, she, she sleepwalks, and in her sleepwalking, she commits, uh, murders, and I play her mom, but there's awesome twists that go on in the story, and that should be coming out in 2017, like the beginning, so definitely check into that, because that is amazing, and then check uh, out my daughter's films, because I'm in her films as well, and if you go to um, Olivia Laurentis, uh, dot com, I guess, or I think, I forgot what she's on Twitter, uh, but if you go to that you'll if you go to look up Olivia De Laurentiis, you probably can follow her and go to um, After Dark with Jillian Clark, and you'll find her as well. And you can follow her career, and I'm right behind her. Diane, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure, thank and you, you have a blessed Seriously, night. I I was looking forward to this so much because I was. I was so excited to talk to an actor, somebody who would understand uh, we could talk acting stuff and acting work, and I just, it was my pleasure. Uh, Absolutely, William. Very lovely. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. Have a blessed night. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And let me leave you with this quote. And just thought people to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Under the dark you pacify me. Hold my breath. Take me down, I won't fight. Beat of my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my dance Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you I wasn't living before you came Now I'm seeing myself in you
You did. 